Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. Welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. Today's episode, we have a little girl gang conversation. It was kind of fun. We do. We sit down with our good friend Rosalia Russian. Yes, we did. And we speak about everything that everyone else is thinking about right now. Especially (laughs) Victorians. So we speak about politics, we speak about business, how we've had to pivot, how we're feeling emotionally and what we hope is next. We don't know what's next, but what we hope. Hope you guys enjoy. Sarah, did you enjoy the episode? I loved it. The start is a bit funny. Rosa doesn't get the concept of pre-recording. She was pretty adamant it was Thursday, it was Wednesday. (laughs) Happy Wednesday, guys. I hope you love the episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe. And tell your all your cute. friends. Yes! <laughs> Enjoy. What's up, guys? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations. So- Sorry, isn't it Thursday? Oh, no. <laughs> stop. <laughs> so we keep that a stop. I don't okay, but it's actually funny. So <laughs> it today's is- Thursday, isn't it? <laughs> it is Thursday. Wait, it is Thursday, but we don't. Every Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Don't, I was actually going to say, mind me. I was actually going to say, stop that, but that's actually we funny. We have a guest today. Yes. So we are super excited. We have one of our best friends, Rosalia Russian. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. You're actually the first guest to be on the podcast. Yeah, second. Yeah, second so we're a bit more experienced and a bit more better at this, I feel like. But we're excited. We're going to do like a little bit of a girl conversation today. We've been speaking a lot during this lockdown because as you guys all know, we're all Victorians, um, lucky us. We're all Melbourne-based, so we've been chatting a lot lately and we just thought, why don't we put this potty on a little live eps and little girl talk? So so this is pretty much like our text messages. Literally. <laughs> everyone's going to get an insight of what we talk our about. Beware. Um, it literally is. But how are you, girls? Do you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I think like all Victorians, we go through ways. We have highs, we have lows. I had some massive lows a few weeks ago and it's easier said than done. But honestly, it's, I think it's just mind over matter and complaining and being sad isn't really going to get us anywhere. And as I said, look, I've been low. Um, Today's a high day. So, you know. (laughs) Let's see what tomorrow brings. How about you, Seth? Uh, I've been good. I kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel mm. now, but I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to September 13th, but I just don't think it's going to change, to be honest. Yeah, it's crazy. I think it's important that we all talk about, like, how we have had the lows and, like, sad sad days, low days, happy days, because it is literally a roller coaster of emotions. And I think the scary thing is, is, yes, September 13th is when we come out about six weeks, Lockdown? No, it's longer. Is it? Yeah, it's oh, been yeah. 10 weeks. Yeah. We've, we've been locked down. Oh, yeah, true. Because we had four's been six, six weeks. weeks. So theoretically, 
September the 13th, the only thing that's changing is the curfew. Well, we don't know. Not even. They're saying that they're going to extend the curfew now. So at this stage. Oh, really? Yeah. So at this stage, um, we don't know what the plan is, what Dan's plan is, but uh, curfew, it's kind of like, I'm like, well, do you know what? Nothing's even open after. Well, exactly. <laughs> so what's, I, don't, I don't mind the curfew. I'm in bed by eight o'clock anyway, so I think, I'm not phased. I think the annoying thing with a curfew, I don't know about you guys, but I've never had a curfew in my life. Even as a teenager. So it's like wild. But so September 13, we don't really know what's going to happen. If There's whispers that we're going to be extended for another two weeks. But look, I don't know. Who knows? I reckon 2025 might be our year. (laughs) (laughs) You see you in 2025. It's so wild. I just like... I don't, I, I don't know if I could do another two weeks, to be honest. I couldn't do another one week. Like, I just... It's, I need to... Uh, this is a, the controlling side of me. I need to know what the game plan is and they keep delaying it. You and every other Victorian. And why do you say that is, Rosa? That they're delaying? Yeah. Because what? they don't have a game because plan? Because they don't yeah. have a plan. Look, I know I've been very vocal on social media and I think sometimes it might have come as a shock. But behind the scenes, like anyone who knows me knows that I'm, you know, not that I'm outspoken, but I, you know, I read the newspaper, yeah. I watch the news. Like I'm very interested in politics and what's going on around the world and whether it's Australia or, you know, just the world in general, like mm. I actually am interested. And I think maybe this lockdown, um, you know, you're seeing these people on social media that you usually follow for their fashion or for mm. their health or and all of a sudden we've got a voice um, and we're using it in a different way instead of, you know, for me, for example, instead of using it in a fashion way or you guys instead of using it, you mm. know, in a health and fitness way, we're starting to see people give their opinion on political things and mm. I think it's come as a bit of a shock for people yeah. because you're opening up your personality mm-hmm. yep. um, and I think it's only normal though that us Victorians and like we're all we're all right in the thick of it that it's only normal for us to have an opinion mm. on a matter that is affecting the way that we live, literally. It's literally taking everything. It's so funny. We were talking about this, Rosa and I were talking about this the other day. It's like we have a platform, we have a voice, but when we start using our voice and our opinions, then we get backlash. It's like this is frustrating. Is this you guys voicing your opinions a period of time where you've copped the most criticism to? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I stopped. I posted something a little, maybe like two, three weeks ago about a video that a doctor had put up. I can't even remember what it was. And I had so many people come at me about, can't believe you believe about um, conspiracy theories and all that stuff. And I was like, I actually wasn't posting the video about conspiracy theories. I don't know if I believe in those, but I was more posting it based on the government, like make sure you vote right towards what government or whatever, because at the end of the day, our government is the one that kind of have the government's ones that have put us in this situation in Victoria, wrong decisions, the quarantine hotel thing and all that kind of stuff. So um, I did get a little bit of slack and then um, Rosa, you're like obviously got much more of a wider audience. And like what you said before, a lot of people wouldn't know how educated you are. Like you were very educated. So um, yeah. And I think as well that, you know, everyone has, an opinion and mm-hmm. everyone is allowed to have an yeah, opinion. Yeah, of course, yeah. And unfortunately I feel that the way that the world is, you know, is turned 2020, let's face it, from everything that's been happening around the world, 2020 has been a really 
you know, messed up mm. but challenging year for, you know, for everyone um, and there's been, you know, different different world events that have happened. But I think that, you know, we've kind of lost our sense of having a debate or having mm-hmm. a difference in opinion and no one's right or no one's so so no one's wrong because yeah. they're having a different opinion but at the moment i feel like if you don't agree with a certain you know um a certain theme of 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 or na- if you don't agree with a certain yeah, narrative yeah. then you're wrong but yeah. it's like but but that's my opinion mm. and what happened to having different opinions yeah. respecting each other's opinion uh-huh. um and having a debate about it. I feel yeah. like no one even has debates They're anymore. Scared. Yeah, because it's like you're the wrong backlash. and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Not even the government has a debate. Can I just yeah, literally, <laughs> literally. When, when the parliament's not sitting. So yeah. look, they can't debate what We're Dan learning and from the has been yeah. happening. So it is something that is filtrating down to us. Yeah. It's it's a scary world. And yeah, I think it sucks that. Because I know for me, like, sometimes I obviously have an opinion, but then I might hear someone else's opinion and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I'm willing to learn, listen, and I still might not agree with them, but then some elements I would. I think it's important to just listen to everyone's opinion, even if you don't and agree with it. it. Exactly. Just respect the opinion as well. And I think if you have, like, knowledge or, you know, a reason behind your opinion as well, then people need to respect that. It's not like, you know, for example, you're saying, oh, well, I don't agree with that because I just don't agree. It's like, but why don't you why don't you agree? Yeah. So you need to give a the reason. Curiosity yeah, of, why, yeah. of yeah. why you don't agree. And if you have a reason, that's fine. Like you but you can't just say, oh no, you're wrong. Mm. You're wrong. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not really an argument. It's not really a debate either. Mm. So wild. How do you see Victoria coming out of this? Hospitality, industry <sighs> all, all the other industries and people affected. How do you how do we rebuild ourselves from this? Look, I think, again, I've been so, you know, vocal about this and my biggest concern with how Victoria is handling the situation and it's how our Premier has, you know, his exact words are that we need to live like this until there's a vaccine. Oh, stop. The problem is we may never have a vaccine. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not an anti-vaxxer at all, but if you are, do you know what? Yeah, that, that's your choice. Your yeah, My personal choice, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. All my kids are, you know, <laughs> have all their vaccines. Yeah. Um, and I don't believe in those conspiracy theories that, you know, Bill mm. Gates wants us to have this vaccine because of, you know, yeah. whatever. He needs more money apparently. <laughs> but my concern is, one, they've never found a vaccine for a coronavirus and, two, Usually a vaccine, I might be wrong, but goes through about five years mm. of trials. It's a long process. It's a long process. So are we going to live like this with for five years or yeah. are they rushing this vaccine? And as I said, I think I saw a news poll um, the other day that 75% of Victorians wouldn't take the vaccine. So oh, does yeah. that mean that we're all anti-vaxxers? Yeah. I, I wouldn't take the vaccine. I don't get the flu vaccine, but I wouldn't take this vaccine knowing that it would be rushed. And so you don't know the health yeah. repercussions down the yeah. down the track of not having a proper trial. Yeah. Mm. So I'm like 50-50. I'm like I'm so desperate to get back to normal life, as Rosa was saying. They want us to get the vaccine to go back to normal life and, you know, I want to be able to travel again and do all that stuff. But 50% of me is like, yeah, I'll do it. And then the other 50% is the same. It's, I don't want something in my body that's been completely rushed just to – 
have a vaccine. Like, yep. makes me nervous. What I would love the government to do, and I've said this before, is why don't they invest money on you know, getting things to build our immune system up. Because I like at the end of the day, coronavirus, your if your immune system's low, then obviously um you get sick, right? So why don't they spend money on giving us vitamin C boosts or like Sarah zinc. zinc and all that stuff to build our immune system up instead of scaring us and telling us we need to pump our body with a vaccine. Like it's wild. Yeah, look, as I said, I'd again I'm gonna say this until I blow oh. my face. I know I'm very opinionated on this. I just think that um, we can't rely on a vaccine. And I think that every other state, especially New South Wales, has yeah. managed this virus so well and it comes down to their excellent contact tracing. Yeah. Um, and we all know and we've all heard stories about how our contact tracing, apparently they send messages on fa- like by fax. Who um, has a fax? In Victoria, yeah. Um, and I think that our contract tracing isn't up to scratch and we need to be protecting the old and the vulnerable. Agree. So all of that money um, and all of the time needs to be invested in protecting those vulnerable, you know, Victorians. Yeah. And the rest of Victorians, we need to learn how to live with the virus. Exactly. Agree. And living with the virus means that, yes, you know, if you do have the virus, you'll need to socially, uh, sorry, you'll need to quarantine, um, you know, don't go out if you're sick, like just the basic hygiene's. But kids need to go back to school. Mm. People need to be able to go back to work to put food on the table. Um, this job keeper is not going to be extended forever. The t- as, as I always say, the tap will need to turn off. And I worry that our state is going to be left behind yeah, compared I, I to think the that, rest of the country. I think, we, I think we already have been left behind. Like we were talking before and it's like I feel like the rest of Australia has completely forgot about us like the federal government, everything. It's like we're just little Victoria down south suffering. Well, the thing is, though, Victoria makes up a third well, of that's true too. the overall economy, economy. Australian economy. Yeah. So I know Josh Rydberg, the treasurer, he's yeah. been really, really vocal on trying to get the economy, uh, Victorian economy open. And um, Victoria's hurting, which means that the rest of the country's it's hurting as hurt. well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's true. Sarah, I know we were speaking about the vaccine before. What mm-hmm. did you see last night about something that's happening at the moment? Because I found this so interesting. I hadn't heard it. There is currently a couple of trials happening in Victoria. especially. But it's not a vaccine, the, right? It's not a vaccine, but it's a treatment so... Uh, so you don't get the virus. Yeah. So it's a over-the-counter lice treatment mm-hmm. called Invectrum or something. I can't remember what he was saying. And you pair that with zinc mm-hmm. and that stops the virus from binding in your lungs and your gut. So oh, wow. it, it blocks it blocks the landing site of the spikes of the virus. And so they're doing trials of that in Victoria now with the vulnerable, which I think is great yeah. because keep that going so they don't actually exactly. get it. And, but in the meantime, exactly like what you said, a vaccine might not come yeah. along. So are they going to be on that treatment forever, just waiting for – Oh, the last treatment? Yes. Yeah. I know, but Sarah's saying that companies like completely funded funding the whole it, thing. Victorian government aren't funding these trials. Mm. These This company is funding their own trials. And, yeah, and didn't the guy say he sent it to all the um, – other states, but Victoria was the only one that didn't answer yeah. back. Yeah, wow. That, the other states were like, yep, great. Victoria was the only, like, that makes me furious. <laughs> like, furious. Because we need it the most. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So they're testing in aged care now. So it'd be interesting to follow up and see what happens with that, like, um, if it does block the coronavirus or whatever. From the end of stage four, whenever that would be, what do you think the next step 
for us will be mm. and should be? Oh, that's a hard question. Ideally, like, what would you like? I mean, ideally, I would like, obviously, things have to change, like things have to open up and all that kind of stuff. You know, let the hospitality, let restaurants and stuff open. But if you have to dine outside, make, you know, do that. I I don't know. I like Ideally, I'd love to go back to stage two. Stage two is when everything was kind of open, but restrictions were inside venues and stuff like that. But I don't know. I'd, I love like hospitality to open up, schools to open up, gyms to open up and just live a COVID safe life. Like what New South Wales are doing. If you get it, you get it. Just isolate I don't it's hard to answer because it's like but I'd love stage two (laughs) what about you I think the biggest challenge that we're facing is the fact that and Scott Morrison has said it Josh Frydenberg have said it our contact tracing here in Victoria isn't isn't up to scratch Mm, of what New South Wales is so I feel like whose fault is that where does it come down to that the health minister here oh who knows yeah Mm. (laughs) no I'm just wondering how can ours differ so much to every other state well it's obviously run by the government isn't it so yeah the different governments it's not a federal government every Mm. state has their own you know way of doing hotel quarantine their own way Mm. of tracing there's that dreaded word hotel quarantine but I mean so I think that we have to get our contract tracing um better like I know for example my mum and my stepdad they went and had a test done this going back about a month ago um and because my mum suffers from asthma I mean they didn't see anyone they live out in the country Mm, so again like didn't see anyone but they had a sore throat um and so her doctor's like well do you know I'll go and get a test they went and had a test. Um, they're like, yep, you'll get the results within, you know, a couple of days. Go home and isolate. A week later. Still a week? No still way. nothing. A week later, still nothing. I think it was about 10 days after that. No. 10 days after that, my mum called um, DHS and they're like, oh, sorry, we've lost one of your tests. Oh, no. Um, one's positive. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, let me start again. One's negative, but we've lost the other test. Um, so do you mind coming back in? Oh, no. no. See, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then as well, actually, I when I opened up my Instagram um, and I asked, you know, people to send in their stories, how they're feeling, I actually received so many messages from people saying that they went to get tested for whatever reason they had to leave, um, like, one example, for example, one mother had a baby with her. It was like an hour and a half wait and um, the baby was crying. She needed to go home and feed it and then she was going to come back. She, they got, te- uh, sorry, they went there and apparently they take your Medicare details first before they test you. So they've taken, t- uh, they took her Medicare details an hour and a half later she left. I don't know, about a week. So she didn't get tested. She didn't get tested about a week later text message or phone call, I can't remember what she said, um, and she was positive. She's like, I didn't even have the test. Oh, mm. see that? And I've heard quite a few stories like that mm. as well from um, – I've heard it from you, I've heard it from a couple of other people. I'm like, people don't make that shit up. Like, and that's this is happening. Me. I know. We, there's no transparency on numbers and testing. It's and like what, what – are the numbers real? Like I, that's what I would I like to know. I don't think so. I don't think they are. Look, I'm not going to go down the road of, you know, <laughs> is the government lying to us or, look, as I said, there's no, there is the virus. 
There is coronavirus. The virus is affecting our elderly Mm -hmm. and our vulnerable here in Victoria. My concern is that the impact on mental health, which is unspoken about, and I think it is only fair that we should be hearing suicide numbers as well because they have lost their lives during this pandemic. I have to interject, actually. I read a report the other day from the coroner who said that actually suicide numbers were down Mm. on last year. Bullshit. So there was something like maybe, say, hypothetical numbers, 480 this time this year compared to last year, which was 472. Yeah, And I I read that and I was just like, I I don't agree with that. No, I don't agree with that. I don't agree either. Whether we're talking about it more now than last year, but from stories of friends and hearing Mm. stories, I think there's a lot more than that. I think so too. We all have friends who have a friend who have committed suicide. Yeah, yeah. Um, even like, again, like a follower messaged me saying that her dad's a train driver mm. and the amount of suicides <gasps> that he has experienced at the moment. And as I said, I think it is only fair that we, we should be this. respecting those lives as well because mm. they have lost their lives during this pandemic. Um, and instead of you know, just focusing on the numbers that, Mm. you know, that the virus has taken, you know, from the corona, I think that we should be adding the suicide numbers as well. I agree. And this is what frustrates me too, knowing that it's a long road ahead for all of us with the economy and JobKeeper ending. So we're going to see repercussions, financial repercussions going into next year and that's a burden on people. So Mm. Potentially, we could be seeing suicides for the next two years all contributed to corona. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see, like, with corona, like, and everyone's mental state at the moment. Like, I know we've all suffered and we're quite positive people and stuff. I wonder what the long-term effect is, especially for children and mental health because of this whole period. Scary. There has to be some of that post-traumatic stress. Yeah, like, and that scares me a lot. Well, I was telling you guys um, before, my number one thing as well, I know we keep on going like off topic, but like in it's terms all relevant of, though. It's, it's all relevant, but in terms of opening up, my the number one thing for me is children need to be back at yeah. school. Um, you look at these children and children are so resilient and, yes, they are resilient, but you push them to the end as well and they can only be resilient for some, you know, mm. for a certain amount of time. You have taken absolutely everything away from these children. They, and I'm talking about young children, I'm talking about, you know, older children, I'm talking about teenagers as well. Mm. When you think about it, you've taken away their schools, you've taken away their university, you've taken away their sport, their friends, their social life, their family, their parks and their playground. Like the fact that a kid can't even go down a mm. slide. I know, it makes me sad. And, again, children are so resilient but not being at school for two terms now, like I think they said children have been at school for three weeks since March, Um, for children not to be at school for two terms, they're not even interested anymore. No one is even homeschooling. Mm. Like I know the other day I went up to Willow's bedroom where she was supposed to be doing a Zoom meeting. She's doing somersaults <laughs> on <laughs> the floor. That would be me too. <laughs> and I'd she's such a studious, yeah. you know, and she loves to learn and and it's not like her at all. And it actually broke my heart the other week. She's been she's been amazing and she's been resilient. Um and then the other night I went up to her room and she was crying. I'm like, well what's wrong? It's like I just don't even know. Oh. And I'm like, well what's you know, like why are you crying? She's like, I'm just sad. Oh. She's like, this is a six-year-old 
child. Mm. I'm just sad, mum. I miss my friends. I miss school. I miss basketball. I miss going to the park. Um, I miss my teacher. Mm. You know, I miss my auntie and uncle. Like I miss my family. I just, you know, I just, I'm sick of this coronavirus. And, and it's just, as we talk about the mental health mm. on the children and we we all know we we've seen the statistics and we've seen the different stories about teenagers taking their lives mm. over this virus and it's i just as i said i'm i'm going to say it till i'm blue in the face i think the mental um you know the mental health around what is happening at the moment is isn't spoken about enough. Yeah, agree. And I think it would be hard for interstate people to comprehend how hard it is yeah. actually for Victorians. Yeah. Let's we can't even leave that. our home I know. past 8 o'clock. Like yeah. someone got a rest or a fine for taking out their bins. Did they? Like, yeah. Oh, my God. See, that is ridiculous. Like I find it so fascinating with how interstate people are interacting with us at the moment. Like don't you find it funny? It's like they're like sending you love and I'm like, I don't need your love. Uh, your You've email, got no idea. <laughs> your email <laughs> is wishing you, wishing me well. I'm not well. I know. Like, I don't your email, email didn't don't find me well. You, yeah, you're going you're gonna to get the right response from Literally, me. Literally. Yeah. I'm just like I'm a little bit sick of it. I'm just like you guys actually have no idea mm. with like – what we are going through at the moment as much as you can send your love like check in and stuff I'm actually at the point now I'm like stop you done I'm done like I'm done with this whole thing I'm done I actually my mum lives in Queensland and she was talking about Victoria and all that I actually snapped I was like you you don't get it you don't get it and I it just frustrates me that she's like, oh, get hang in there, all that kind of stuff. There's and light at the like, end of the tunnel. I'm like, yeah. at the moment, I don't see the light. And she, <laughs> she's a psychologist, so she was doing a, her work on me and I was just like, mum, this isn't the time. Like you actually don't know mm. what, what it is like for us. It's so hard. You can't even – it's Father's Day. You can't even see – like a Mother's Day, you couldn't even see your mum. Yeah. Now Father's Day, you can't even see your dad. It's like what world are we living in? Mm. Bloody scary. I just really hope that the government actually starts, I'm talking about the Victorian government, just starts giving us hope. Yeah. Because at the moment Victorians have no No hope. No hope. No hope. And when someone has no hope, that's when, you know, things are really dangerous. Yeah, agree. I just think that we all know that we're still not at the end, but give us some hope. Mm. Like, And do you think that comes with providing us with the game plan now? I think it comes down to a leader, you know, giving almost like giving people a pep talk. Yeah. And we don't need to hear that you understand that we're frustrated. It's not about being frustrate like frustrated. It's about giving people hope and yeah. seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. Um and you know, on the day that for example we our cases um were under a hundred and everyone's like, oh my God, yes, we're yeah. almost out of this, we're under a hundred. Don't announce that you're going to extend this yeah. lockdown for another 12 months. Give people some hope. Yeah. I think it's really important as well as change the language. I noticed with Dan Andrews, the language he uses, no hope whatsoever. Like it's very negative um, and I agree. We kind of do need some kind of hope because I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. Well, hopefully the end is near. Yeah, agree. So let's enough about all that kind of political stuff and all that kind of stuff. Now, Sarah and I run a business. You run a business. How have you worked during this what has it been six months basically yeah how have you found this six months in regards to work and like are you feeling motivated have you had to pivot like 
I actually have one question, and this is probably one you get a lot. You and Nick are in the hospitality business. Do you think you'll stay in hospitality after this? Well, so Nick was building a bar, um, Bambi, and it was all set to open in May. Obviously, Corona hit. And first lockdown, um, it was stage, I think stage three, Mm. but the builders could still work. So it was a work site. It was an existing site as well. So they were still um, permitted to work and they were still kind of, you know, not full steam ahead. They took, they took a, you know, a step back and there was, I guess, no rush to open it. Mm. So they built it up to an empty shell and they thought, yep, probably about by October, November, we'll look at opening it. Then the second lockdown happened and, to be honest, Nick's not too sure what he wants mm. to do with it. Um, again, when there's no hope, there's no there's no plan, it's kind of like why pour more money into renovating this bar when you don't even know when you can open if yeah. you can open it. So I don't know. I think he's still, you know, Nick's such a positive and resilient and he's such a mentally tough uh, like like yeah, strong person, yeah. he never ever gets down. He's always at half, you know, half glass were full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the complete opposite. Um, and you know, he's he's kind of just like you know, take it as it comes, and he'll see. I yeah. think he'll see. I don't think it's a no. I don't think it's a yes. I think it's kind of, you know, everyone knows that hospitality is one of the one of the industries that's been hit the hardest. Mm. And in the city of Melbourne alone, I think 30% of venues have already said they're not reopening. Really? really? Yep. Um, so it's sad because Melbourne is known for our nightlife, known for our food. Food, yeah. Um, and we're almost like a mini New York. Mm. And after this, I know so many different businesses um, in hospitality who, yeah, like I said, already said we're not reopening. Yeah. Mm. It's sad. It just kind of makes you after this when we are allowed to eat out or dine out or drink out, just like, guys, don't forget to fully support all these businesses because they've struggled so hard this year. Um, but, yeah, it's – And this is also a question for both of you because I'm curious. Has the world of influencers in Instagram died off during this period or you guys have still been busy? I personally have probably been – the busiest I've been with Instagram. Really? Probably because I focus more time on it. I've never really focused a lot of time on like influencing. But during lockdown, I kind of was just like, you know what? <laughs> Nothing else to do other it's than make some money. Yeah. So I focus a little bit more on it. But that's only because I'd never really, it was never really a focus for me. What about you? Um, I think I've been quieter only because I haven't had a chance to work. Yeah. Um, I've been, I focused a lot of my time into my loungewear range with Etoile. So that's where a lot of my time went. Um, but I just, because like you're homeschooling your kids yeah. and, you know, you're cooking fucking 15 <laughs> meals a day and cleaning Literally. and the washing and everything. And so I guess like I haven't had a chance to work as much. Mm. Like I don't open my Instagram app as much um, as what I used to. But even prior to lockdown, I kind of shifted and I worked more with a smaller number of long-term clients mm. rather than doing little ad hoc um, campaigns. But I feel first lock first lockdown, everyone was producing at-home content yeah. and it was, you know. It's a bit old now. It's a bit old now. But yeah. Oh, and Lady Bunch, the Lady Bunch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Obviously, yeah, we film every single week. So 
yeah, I guess I'm working less, but I, maybe working smarter yeah. as well. I think that's good. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. So you launched your loungewear brand, um, collaboration with Atois. Was that always going to go ahead or were you designing another range or how did that come about? I was designing another range and this is when we talk about pivoting, yeah. how we've pivoted during business. I was designing another range, um, denim, dressier pieces, and then lockdown hit at about three weeks into lockdown. I'm like, who is going to be Wear buying denim. dresses and wearing denim? So mm. I had the idea when I was trying to find loungewear for myself, I couldn't really find anything that I loved. Um, that was affordable but still great quality. Mm, yeah. Like you've got, you know, beautiful loungewear, but I'm not going to be spending six, $700 on a pair of yeah, tracksuit no. pants. Um, so that yeah, we so literally wear every day. <laughs> every day. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I pivoted, produced a loungewear range this lockdown as well. Um, I've been working on my spring range, spring-summer range with the Toir. So I guess that's what I've been focusing on. Yeah. And the face masks? The face masks. So Nick has been wanting to do these face masks for months. Like I'm talking about March. He's really? Like, He's ahead of the game. Face yet. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to wear my face no. masks. <laughs> and then <laughs> about <laughs> two weeks, uh, I'd say maybe about two or three weeks before Dan Andrews said that we all have to be wearing face masks, we put them into production. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the announcement came and we weren't ready to launch so we kind of um, fast-tracked it because we received that many messages and messages from corporate clients as well. Like we have, we've actually been doing a lot of corporate um, corporate masks because we know that masks are here to stay. But also a lot of the focus has been shifted to having things locally made, yeah. which mm. I think is amazing. Amazing. So our masks work, yeah, yeah. Are, uh, locally made. So it helps stimulate the economy and no one wants, you know, in the face mask business, we found that um, the corporates are happy to pay a little bit extra mm. for a locally made mask yeah. as opposed to getting something from overseas. And something that's um, disposable? Disposable. Yeah, disposable. Yeah, yeah, well, when you think about it, disposable isn't really great for the environment. No, so. yeah. And also, guys, they're made in Wuhan. The disposable, are they? Yes. Are they? yes, disposable surgical masks are made in Wuhan. How oh, are we I wear that? my Rosalia mask. Yes, <laughs> but like the disposable ones, I'm like, I found that quite interesting. Interesting. Oh, you're so conspiracy here. No, 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 I'm not. I don't, I know, but I just find that very interesting. With the success of the mask, do you think that you will continue to do more on your own brand and build on just the masks? Maybe. Nick really wants me to. Um, everything just comes down to timing. Yeah. Like it, it, as at the moment, my next project is um, spring, summer for a tour. And I think that's how I've always worked. So I've always worked on projects. Um, so to try and get my head around yeah. doing something full time, um, I'm still not there only because our kids are still so young. Yeah. Like maybe – a few years down the track, I would. Mm. Um, but when you talk about pivoting, I remember speaking to you guys. Uh, was it Feb that we first spoke when you launched your podcast? Yeah. Oh, January. yeah, 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 Feb, March. Yeah, yeah, Feb, March. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I said I was actually what I was launching a new business. Yes. Yeah, so I was I – was, <laughs> Oh, my gosh, I remember that. Yeah. I was, I was like, can you tell us? <laughs> no, well, I was working on a makeup range, like a makeup yeah. line. Oh. And then I put the brakes on that because I just – like all Victorians, the – such uncertain times yeah. for me 
business-wise, I don't want to be putting money into a new business when we don't know what's happening with the economy. Agree. Mm-hmm. So I'm just holding on to my dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um, and keep that idea to yourself and, and just, yeah. Yeah, I and I think good. a lot of people are going to be doing that. Yeah. You know, when they talk about, oh, this, you know, as one business closed, another business opens. And we might see some new businesses flourish, but I think just with how things are uncertain, I think a lot of people just keeping their money in their bank and yeah. just holding on to things and just saving because you it is uncertain. This is just yeah. the start. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is really uncertain and it's funny because we've never really lived like this before, so it's a little bit scary. If things don't start to improve in Victoria, do you think you could live anywhere else bar Melbourne? Yeah, Nick and I have already spoken about have it. Have you? Yeah. yeah. Where? We'd, we'd move. Um, we would either move to New South Wales or we would move overseas. Yeah. yeah. Don't go overseas. It's too far away. <laughs> Otherwise, I have to come. Um, yeah, we spoke about this as well, and I, I said to say I would move to Gold Coast. I would like to go to Sydney, but I'm not a massive Sydney person. Like, mm. I love going to Sydney, but I don't think I could live in Sydney. But I love the Gold Coast. I feel like it's very up and coming, especially for our industry, like health and wellness. And I don't know. I probably move. Where would you go? I do love Perth, but it's a bit isolated. In Australia, where would I go? Mm. I'd go. Maybe Gold Coast. Yeah, I'd go Gold Maybe Coast. Maybe I'd go Gold Coast. Imagine too. sunny yeah, every right. day, blue sky, yeah. winter. Just our friend Brookie's up at the hub at the moment, and she's like, "The weather is perfect." Yeah, it's yeah. amazing, and there's so many amazing like um like I know a lot of Melbourne people and Sydney people have moved there and opened amazing bars, restaurants. Mm. Like, there's some really really cool places to go now. So I think maybe I'd go there. What is interesting, I was listening to 3AW the other day. Um, I love how you listen to the oh, 3AW girls. Because 3AW, I'm like, you guys. <laughs> Tully used to give me so much shit for listening to 3AW, but now you do. It's my dad's. It's the coolest thing yes. ever. <laughs> I, don't listen, I don't listen to it. I just hear you girls all the time. Did you listen to 3AW this morning? I'm like. Oh, Neil Mitchell. Love Neil Mitchell. And I love Tom Elliott at three at, at um, the 3 p.m. drive. 12 p.m. DD, mm, you know. No, you guys no. are like full fans. <laughs> Dini's um, just new this year. Yeah. Look, oh, she's doing a great job, yeah. but it's just I, not as opinionated as yeah. Tom and Neil. Yeah. I mean, she's a female. The guys are always more opinionated. What were they saying? No, they were saying Neil was actually um, had callers. He he opened up the phone lines to people who were moving from Victoria. Shut up. And the amount of phone calls he received saying, yep, I've been in Victoria my whole life, but at the moment we don't see an e- a light at the end of the tunnel. There's no hope. As mm. soon as the borders open, I'm packing up and I'm moving to Queensland. I think we yep. were talking about this before. I think Queensland are going to be the lucky ones out of all the states after this. Well, my, they've just had an international sister, airport as my well. My stepsister yep. just moved up there. Yeah, she, she did she, a yeah. two weeks quarantine. Is she there forever? I thought she was just well, going there. Her husband's got to work up there. Oh. So I and I even said in January I wanted to move to the Gold Coast, and now that this is all happening, I'm like. Maybe just move. I mean, you want to move to Gold Coast. I want to move to Gold Coast. We're business partners. Why don't we just move to business? <laughs> you could. Get a like, it'd be so much cheaper, like warehouses, offices. It'd be so much cheaper than Melbourne. Would you miss Melbourne? Of course I'd miss Melbourne. I love Melbourne. Yeah. Not now. but And this, that's what makes me so sad because I love Melbourne. Yeah. And you mentioned it, the similarity between Melbourne and New York. Yes. I love New York. And that's why I think I have such an affiliation for Melbourne because it reminds me so much of New York. Mm. And it's just so sad to see our city like this I know. at the moment. Yeah. Well, I know people are saying, what, are you just going to turn your back on Melbourne? It's not about turning your back on Melbourne. I just think 
when the future is pretty grim. Dull. Yeah. It's pretty dull. And But financially for the economy, it, it does look grim. Yeah. And that's well, you the, think about we've lost the AFL grand final. There's no spring <laughs> racing carnival. That's for when, one year, though. <laughs> and when, when have you ever watched the grand final? <laughs> hey, for I, <laughs> I watch the grand final all the time. No, but that brings in. No, I was talking about it with Nick the other day, and he said it brings in like it does a lot of money. Oh, into, money for the economy. Money for the yeah. economy. I'm not talking about events. I couldn't give a shit. But like grand final, the spring racing, Australian Open, the amount of money that brings into the country. We're already in debt. We're already we're going to lose so much stuff. But apparently, just from tourism and restaurants and cafes, I think Victoria is losing one billion exactly. a day or something. Four, we're losing four hundred million a day. Yeah. Four hundred million, million a day. Victorians at the and moment. And then if yeah. you throw the that those thirty percent of cafes and restaurants that aren't gonna open. Oh, that makes me feel sick, guys. <laughs> this is where my concern is for the Victorian mm. economy. Yeah. Yeah. Four hundred million a day. It's not like it's it's not like it's two dollars. It's like a joke. Yeah. Yeah, that's scary. That is really scary. But um yeah, probably Queensland. On a lighter note, do you want to go through the questions oh, that yes. people put out to sure. us? I know. I feel like we've been so <laughs> political. Debbie Downers. Oh, I know. That's what I'm no, but you know what? Like the, uh, the one thing that I love, I'm not a very political person, but I like being educated because you guys know me. I'm very anxious and sometimes when you guys talk, it scares the shit out of me, but I know I need to know. I need to know as a Melbourneian, I need to know as a business owner and I like learning, I but love it, scares, that. I it love does scare group. me. Like what we're just talking about scares the shit out of me. Well, at the end of the day, we're Victorians who yeah. pay tax exactly in this state and who, you know, who have a vote yeah. when it comes to election time. So I think it's only natural that we should have an opinion yeah, and agreed. be interested in what's going on and be interested in what's happening, especially in Parliament at the moment, because it does, it affects the way that we live. So I don't think it's it's a bad thing to be interested in, in politics or have an opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Okay. I'm going to go to questions. Um, so one was how did you three meet? I feel like we've spoken about this already. Yeah, yeah. I think we did too. On Maybe on the other part. Yeah. I'll go through it again or you guys can go through it again. Go through it, tell. So I met Rosa about 10 years ago. We worked a modelling agency. I'm saying this really quick because you have said it before. <laughs> no. Um, so I met Rosa about 10 years ago. We worked at a modelling agency, hit it off, been friends ever since. Then I met Sarah at a yoga class. Could not tell you what year it was, maybe 2002. 16. But no. 14 maybe. Yeah. Hit it to, off and been friends yeah. ever since. <laughs> been hit, hit friends ever since and then that's how this click has happened. happened. Yeah. Sarah said something really funny today. I'm like, you have to say that on the podcast. Go say it. I was scared of Rosa. <laughs> what? <laughs> what you? I, I said, she's like, oh, I was shit scared of Rosa. Why? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, keep that to yourself. <laughs> you can say it on the podcast. Because it blows my mind. What? Why? But you know me so well now. And yeah. you know, I'm like so shy. Yeah, I know. I'm I am the too. least imi- intimidating person. Oh, you'll no, ever you're meet. intimidating. No. no I, I'm, the, I'm really shy. And I have a thing if people don't like me. And I just couldn't gauge if you liked me or not. So I was like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, because I know I, I give nothing. Probably, yeah, I, like, I do give nothing. You to are, like, yeah, I just like, couldn't gauge. And tell us a little bit similar. Yeah, I'm similar. Yeah, I just couldn't gauge it. And I was just like, oh. God. I think it's, we've spoken about this before because growing up, we had 
our other friend, Lauren, who's very like out there, talks to everyone. Mm-hmm. And Rosa and I would always be like the standoffish ones, but it was only because we were shy, but also we were kind of like, yeah. So if like someone would come up, we'd like push Lauren in front so yeah. she could talk. Cause we were like, yeah. it's not that like intimidating or scared. We were just like a little bit shy and just a little bit. If we, once we get to know you, then don't you reckon? Yeah, we just, we all keep to ourselves though. Yeah, agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that we're trying to be cold. (laughs) (laughs) I just think that um, we've just always kind of kept to ourselves. And when we meet people, of course, you know, we're a little bit reserved, maybe not reserved. It takes me a while to warm up to people. Yeah, Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. Same. It takes me a long time to warm up. And then it's like, and then you've got someone on the opposite end of the of the scale, like you know, for example, one of our best friends, Lauren, who's completely different, and completely. then like Elliot as well, who is like, yeah, is best friends with fucking <laughs> everyone. The guy who picks up his rubbish <laughs> on Monday morning, like it's. So I think people maybe don't understand yeah. what we're actually like because when they meet Lauren or Elliot, they expect us to be the same. The same, yeah. We're just I don't a little know. bit. Yeah, I when when Sarah said that, Sarah, I'm like, that's really funny. So when did you stop being scared of me? Um, like a week ago. Yeah, she's, <laughs> like, she's like, actually, this conversation, I'm still a little bit scared. <laughs> what were some of your questions? Um, this is an interesting one because I don't know either of your response. Do you believe in aliens? I don't. <laughs> No. Don't you? No. Don't I you? I said I don't, I don't know. So you don't believe in them? There has to what be something. What type of aliens? <laughs> I aliens like on, on, Mars. on Mars. No, but there has to be more than no, us. No, okay, so I, I think I don't necessarily believe in aliens, but I believe maybe there's something else out there. I don't know, but I don't know if I actually believe in aliens. And it also, again, going back to what I said before, shit like that scares me, so I don't want to know. <laughs> Do you? Do I or I? There has to be something more than us. It just can't be Earth and us humans in all the universes. Yeah, that is true. I kind of believe that too. Well, if there are aliens and you're listening, can you please fuck off coronavirus? <laughs> <laughs> Another question actually um, was, and I know you've answered this before on interviews and stuff, but how did you meet Nick and what is your nationality? So I'm Russian. And she's married to Nick Russian. Russian. So I was born in Tashkent, which is a city, um, and it was part of the USSR. USSR broke up, so now it's part of Uzbekistan. Um, Moved here when I was three and a half. And so, yep, I am Russian. I can speak it very badly. (laughs) My Russian is atrocious. Um, My mum, who you've both met, has a thick Russian accent that you can barely understand. She's very hard to understand. Very hard to understand. Um, and the way I met Nick was at Eve, 19, walking out. There you were was. 19? I was 19. Wow. She was a young Yes, yeah, so I've been with Nick for all my 20s. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? It's yeah. like goes so quick. Um, I had another question too. After all this is done and we do go back to like somewhat normal life one what restaurant are you going to eat at and two where do you want to go on a vacation i think we all said gold coast before no it can be anywhere like international yes oh wow i don't reckon anastasia's gonna let us in no (laughs) i don't think anyone's gonna let us in i reckon gladys will let us in before anastasia true what will um it can be international i know mine's definitely going to be international for going to australia do you know what? When the first lockdown ended, the first night we we planned a dinner, all our skills. Mm. Oh, yeah, we did too. I think I just want something like that or at someone's house 
Mm-hmm. I don't care. I just want people around. Good food, drinks. Agree. That's it. Agree. Mine would be Flower Drum. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big first restaurant, Flower yum. Drum. Um, and where would I go? Somewhere overseas. Yeah, love to head Anywhere. to. Yeah, love to head to Europe. Yeah, I think for me, I'd probably like to go to Europe and restaurant. Same thing. I just want to have all my girlfriends and everyone together and just have a really delicious meal and drink cocktails. We missed your birthday this year. Yes, and Sarah's and Sarah's. So I feel yeah, like we need to make up for that. Yeah. So we need to have two nights out and yeah. then maybe a weekend away somewhere. A hundred percent. Obviously in Victoria because we're not allowed anywhere else. <laughs> I've got a couple more questions for both of you. Uh, Joe Biden or Trump, who's going to win? Oh, God, I have no idea. Oh, okay. So I told you this. Um, this might shock people. I don't think it will. I'm because people, Rosa and I love I'm nervous. politics and yeah. that's our group chat, yeah. Do you know what? I don't mind Trump. I'm actually – I don't, I agree I, I, I don't I, mind I'm actually well. for Trump. Uh, look – I don't like him as a person. Like, yeah, I'm not saying his personality. I'm talking about what he has done for that country. Um, you know, the unemployment rate was the lowest it's ever been. And as well, what he has done, um, you know, just for the community mm. as well that he doesn't really talk about. Um, I think, look, I, I said, like, personality-wise, dick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But. but in terms of business, he's run the country like a business and I think he's done, you know, he's done a great yeah. job. Biden, the fact that the Democrats are just attacking him, saying that, oh, look at the look at the economy, it's the worst it's ever been because Hello, of him. It's corona. like it's oh my God. because it's corona. We're in a pandemic. And not just that, I think as well, it's a little bit odd that so Joe Biden, um, what oh, who's his running partner? Kamal Kamal. Kamala Harris. So a few years ago, um, Joe Biden was accused of um, me too stuff. Oh yeah, 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 me too. And his running partner Mm. said that she believed his victims. Oh my god! But she's oh okay. That's weird. Yeah. So yeah, I heard another theory the other day that it's actually everyone's trying to push Kamala to be president. So what will happen? Theoretically, for all the Democrats, yeah. Joe will get in. He's seventy-eight years old. Okay, he's very mm. old. Yeah, he's yeah. can his health's not that great. So that's She'll the go way in. of exactly yeah. without getting the direct yeah. vote from. I the have Americans. a question, and I just thought of it. Actually, I thought of it a couple of weeks ago. Why do all the running presidents in America? Why are they always so old? Well, I guess if they need to like any. Like any politician, I think it's the same as like in our country. Like, I mean, Scott Morrison's not super old. It's not super. But you need experience behind you. Yeah. So I guess by the time you get the parliament experience mm. and you get the um, the over there the same like. The minimum running age is 34. What I do really like about American politics, especially in the Senate at the moment, there's so many young people mm. like um, Alexandra or Tajio Cortez, there's that Ihan lady who is a Muslim, and I'm just like, oh, I would love representatives like that in Australia. Mm. Cough, Rosalia, Russian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, uh, but in terms of who's going to win, I think they thought Biden had it in the bag, but I think as well like a lot of the black community have come out and said that the Democrats just expect us to vote for them mm-hmm. and Trump has a few, um, you know, politicians who are speaking to the black community saying Trump has done more for I the agree. black community mm-hmm. than any other Democratic president has 
ever done Why before. Why they announce the unemployment then? rate specifically for, for the, the blacks black was the was the best it had ever been in history. Why do they talk about this then? Well, because the media absolutely hate Trump. Mm. And as I said, whether you like him as a person or not is yeah. different to how he's doing his job. I agree. And I don't think you can take away of how he has done his job. Mm. I agree with that. I agree. My last question would be Megan Markle. Yes. Villain or victim? Because oh I know God. you've been reading this oh, book. I, I know God. Rose has been reading this book, so I want to know too because I have no idea. Oh, my God. I feel this like she's I had a villain. One person, the person who asked this question was like Megan, 100% villain. I, I like, think she might be. She is. I really? think she is too. Oh, look. Oh, I've, okay, so I got sucked in. I bought Fighting Freedom. Have you um, read it yet? I Tully, I was <laughs> skipping pages. Oh, it was that no. bad. Really? The book was that bad. I was skipping pages. Like I just think like cut the act in terms of, you know, this couple have been so private but then so vocal about the media, you know, giving them their privacy. But then all of a sudden this book comes out and they didn't write it. They didn't speak to the authors. But somehow they're okay with a book coming out. Yeah. Like and anyway, so I started. And reading you said this book. the details of the book was like that is very interesting. You say that because they've sued newspapers yep. before for writing things mm. that was defamatory. Yeah. And, now- and all of a sudden, they're okay with this book that apparently they haven't spoken to the authors. They haven't read the book, but somehow they're okay with it. So how do they know what's in the book? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I think she's. I think she's. I thought she's a villain the whole time. But so I started reading the book and. From the first page in, you're just like, oh, my God, they have actually written this book. Just things down to what champagne she was drinking, to what a text message said, to the amount of detail in this book. And it's just like, it's just shit as well. Like (laughs) this one one chapter um, I was reading and... It was like, and Harry was super impressed by her packing skills that she, in <laughs> Africa, that she packed wet ones and, you know, and um, and she packed um, insect repeller and Band-Aids and he really appreciated how organised Any woman she would do that. But I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't, look, I don't know. I just think as well you can't have it both ways. You can't want the public to fund you. Yeah. But then want your privacy Privacy, well. agree. I don't know. And you look at Kate Middleton. She went through shit as well. She went through so much media shit and she wrote it out. She did. And she kept her, you know, she kept her opinion to herself. She, I feel like they never cried that they were getting mistreated. And we know that the media can be assholes. Mm-hmm. Like the media can be so cruel. People on social media can be cruel mm-hmm. as well. And I'm not saying either like some of the stuff that, you know, Megan Harry went through as well was uncalled for. Like no mm. one needs to like all the racism and, you know, and just like the harsh critic of what she's wearing. Like no one needs to go through that. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about, you know, again, people are allowed to have an opinion and royals are there to almost show up, mm-hmm. you know, do their charity work, not really complain mm-hmm. either and the Queen has said herself that they are there to serve the yeah. people yeah. of England. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, as I said, <laughs> I'm sure people have plenty of opinions about me <laughs> as well. And this is just my opinion on on her. I just think that she tried to change the royal family and yeah. you can't change the royal no, family. It's no. an institution. They're there to serve the Agree. people and you can't change it. Agree. I think so. And I think what you just said before about everyone, you know, accepting everyone's opinion. But I... I if anyone wants the book, 
Like you girls, you, you can <laughs> fair, have. I fair to pa- say, it was not five stars from Rosa. <laughs> oh my god, I, I was skipping pages. I'm like, this is just absolute shit. Like down to like what blush she wore on her wedding day, oh, yeah, and no, what champagne she drank the night before, and then she had a bath, and it's like, how? If how you do you speak, know that? How did you? Yeah. Speak? Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Well, she's a villain. There you go. I, I, I thought she was. 100%. Hmm. Well, it's sad. Like I feel like Prince Harry, you know, you can tell he just absolutely adores, adores her. her. So anything he, she says. Yeah, and it's kind of like he's left his family, he's left it's his sad, home. actually. Look, as, as long as he's happy, you know, it sounds so cliche, as long as they're happy, you know, whether mm, he's mate, going to. as if re- they wouldn't be happy, they just signed a. $50 million dollar deal with Netflix. Deal. Yeah. Yep, I think that as well. I think a lot of the reason why they left the royal family is because in terms of how much money they can make outside mm-hmm. of the royal yeah. family, mm-hmm. you know, it's huge. Um, I just, you know, you hope that they're happy and you hope that later on down the track he doesn't regret the decision. Yeah, and, I hope not. But, again, I, uh, the other thing that I read, I know I'm rambling on about her now, but the other thing that I read in the book was that she um, – just things like she expected Kate to reach out to her more and, Ugh. you know, she was um, she didn't understand why they came second to William and Kate. It's like, well, he's going he's to be, the, be king. the king. Whether you agree or that or not, oh, look, I think the whole thing's bullshit as well, like in terms of you're born into this. Yeah. But it's an institution and you need to respect it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the way the country runs yep. and you need to respect that. Yep. And he's going to be the future king. Mm-hmm. And also so. Megan knows what she was marrying into. Like she knew, like. It's all just BS, to be honest. I can't believe they're doing a Netflix show. Yep, they are. The same oh, as um, it's the same deal that the Obamas signed. How they signed, yeah. 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 So um, I think they're doing yeah documentaries. I'm and definitely not watching it. Definitely not. Any final words for Victorians? Um, we love you guys. Um, nah, I just think like you know, stick it out. We're all in this together, and let's all just hope for good news. I feel like. And just look after your mental health. So important. What about you? I think my piece of advice would be, one, yep, just look after your mental health. We're almost there. We've come such a long way. And it's kind of like we can't just give up now. We're almost there. Don't throw the towel in. But I think another bit of advice I would give is I think this shows that how important it is to know who you're voting for. Yeah, Come the next election, I think – you know, how some people are like, oh, yeah, I just vote for this person just because or because it's cool or because yeah. it's the trendy thing to do. As you can see, it is super important to see what the person that you're voting for stands for mm-hmm. um, because you never know when we're going to be in this situation yeah. again. Like, uh, again, this is a once-in-a-lifetime experience that we're going through, but I think we can't just dismiss Agreed. now um, politicians and I think it's super important to actually research into who you're looking for. Like I was saying before, it's like I'm not political at all, but it's so important, guys, to educate yourself. What about you, Seth? I agree with that. Uh, I think the light's at the end of the tunnel and we're nearly there. So, And just check in on friends and family constantly because the ones that you think will be okay are the ones that struggle the most. And the sun's coming out, the weather's starting to warm up, so everyone's attitudes are starting to pick up. Yeah. So thanks, guys, for having this conversation. Thank you. Fun. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.